Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Mythos Unit with Listen to These Nerds. My name is Chris, and I will be the GM as usual tonight. Starting at the top of the chat channel and going downwards for our players, we have... Uh, hello, my name is Harry. I'll be playing Franklin Blackmore. Hi, my name is Joe, and I'll be playing the character Quincy Adams. Hi, I'm John. I'm going to be playing Antonios Tony Megalos. And I'm Jonathan, and I'll be playing Adam Lavender. Okay, so last we left off, there were a number of developments at Scotland Yard after the blackout ended. You guys uh, fought tooth and nail to save a number of people who were in danger of bleeding out and stuff. And after uh, the emergency first aid to everybody, you guys decided that it was time to get shit done uh, to see if you could take care of all these problems once and for all. So you decided to start things off by looking into the possibility of a mole in Scotland Yard. And after doing a bit of investigating and realizing that there were some people being mind-controlled in the staff, you realized that the person responsible for this was your asshole boss, uh, Colin Buttermaker. And so after cornering him and using the Truth Orb, which may be one of the greatest creations ever invented by man, or by Cyclops kind, um, you Praise were... <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So you were able to wring the truth out of Buttermaker that he was working for the McCarthy's and that he was basically funneling employees of Scotland Yard to them so to have them mind-controlled. And basically, he is the reason that the McCarthy's have been able to slip through so many of the judicial cracks uh, so far and avoid uh, being arrested for what they're doing. So after getting more information from him regarding the defenses of the base out of which the McCarthy's are operating and the number of people there, you also are making a plan to raid the place. And at the moment, you also have a number of the businesses that are under McCarthy control and are talking about uh, pulling a Kansas City shuffle by pretending that you're attacking the bases before going for the main place itself. Uh, yes, that did seem like the plan. Yes. And I believe that was where we left off, as you were putting plans into motion and talking about gathering up allies who were able to raid the main base. And that is where we'll pick up again, as all of you are deep in discussion about the matter with James Hightower and Thalestra in the meeting room. Is this the same meeting room where we've, like, handcuffed Buttermaker to a table? I'm gonna say, for uh, the sake of the scene, sure. I'm gonna say that you got both of them to come up here. And, uh, yeah, uh, Hightower has pulled a chair and is sitting in it backwards, uh, just watching Buttermaker as the other man is just handcuffed to the seat, trying to look as small as humanly possible. Um, so, Chris, remind mm. me for a sec, uh, one second. So, um, this is, this warehouse is both where they're holding the mist that they're effectively forcibly putting into packs, but it's also their main distribution center for this, uh myth juice correct correct on both counts harry it's okay. served, uh it's this base is serving multiple purposes okay so uh blackmore uh and since i'm assuming we've probably explained the situation to mm -hmm. uh thalestra and hightower blackmore says right well if you don't mind babysitting our uh friend here for a moment i do believe i need to ask someone a question of chemistry and uh i go off to see the dwarves that we uh have uh in custody Okay, as you go, you just hear Hightower call, Do I mind? If anything, I'm looking forward to this. 
And so you, Franklin, go down to see the dwarves who are in their cell deep below uh, Scotland Yard. Um, do the dwarves have? Have we given the? Uh, do the dwarves have names? Have we discussed this? Um, yeah, you do have a few names on record. Just a sec, let me pull up the information. Uh, got here. Okay. Um, so uh, you have. Skullmel, Kordag, Erisak, Tharfold, and Doric. All right. So uh, Blackmore will sort of come up to the cell uh, and then just sort of like knock to make his presence known to the to the dwarves. A few of them uh, saw you coming, and as you were coming up, they uh, stopped work on the forges that they'd been provided. And as you knock, the other ones who are deep in, like there are two of them crouched by a forge, just uh, taking a look at a very uh, fine piece of uh, craftsmanship. You're guessing it's maybe at the beginnings of a statuette before they turn to you and, uh, yeah. Blackmore will just kind of lean up against the, the cell and be like, gentlemen, this might be a bit unusual, but I was wondering if I could pick your brains about a question of chemistry. Um, well, I mean, we're no strangers to chemistry, so you want to ask our opinions about something? Go right ahead. Right. Um, how much are you aware of this, um, I guess we've been calling it packed juice. That's apparently been circulating for the last couple of weeks. Packed? What do you mean? I, I explained to them the uh, the the juice that the McCarthy's have been brewing up. So yeah, they're listening as you begin talking about this stuff, and as you're continuing in your explanation, like they're frowning at first, and then their frowns just deepen considerably by the time you're uh, finished up with your explanation. And uh, one of them, uh, Doric, is uh, running his hands uh, through his beard um, as he's thinking. That sounds like uh, something that's not good at all. To yeah. hold something like that off, you'd need a number, number of magical reagents and uh, preparation that take days, if not weeks, of work. But Well, we're not looking to replicate it. If you have an idea of how it's made, I'm wondering how you could neutralize it. Not in the person, but say if you were to encounter a large amount of it in, I don't know, a vat of some sort. You mean a canceling agent? Like, uh, yes. Like uh, adding a base to an acid or something like that. Ah. And uh, one of them just says, I mean, you could always throw a lump of zoronium in there. I mean, that would probably do it. Mm. Could or would? This is an important distinction. And he kind of shrugs. I'm, I'm not saying it myself. I'm guessing that uh, this might that might do the trick. First thought that comes to mind. But if you wanted to neutralize it, I mean, you'd have to get a sample, look at the ingredients, and figure out some exact counters. Like, it's chemistry. It's exact science we're dealing with here. Unfortunately, analysis isn't particularly on the timetable at the moment. So something quick and dirty, even if it's a bit messy, is not exactly a... Uh bad idea. We're just wanting to make sure that if somehow a vat of this stuff ends up getting vaporized or dumped into the Thames, that we suddenly just don't have a bunch of flish, uh, fish flying around making packs with things. Hmm. And uh, yeah, and at this, the uh, one of the other dwarves just, you know, also shrugs and, I mean, your guess is as good as ours. We're not the chemists who've worked on this, so we don't know, but I mean... That's the first thought that come, uh, comes to mind, I'd say. 
None of them, and none of the merchant, none of the people that we probably captured would have any real idea about the manufacturing process, considering they all seem like goons, more or less. I mean, so this is probably as good as we're going to get. I mean, if you want to make that kind of assumption, it's up to you. Hmm. Well, Zeronium's a good idea. Well, Zeronium's a good start. Thank you, gentlemen. I'll be sure you're compensated for your time, um, equivalently. Yeah, and one of them, ah, sweet, more beer! And so with that, uh, you head back up to the rest of the group. Um, would anybody else like to look into anything uh, for what you have planned? Okay, so just to add a character, the, the idea is we're going to try to throw them off. Do we have, what was our secondary target then? So the target, so the idea was we'd have Buttermaker make a phone call, basically saying we went rogue uh, and we're attacking these like known McCarthy fronts that we could never really get evidence to like nail people on but obviously since now we've gone rogue we're just kind of like you know sticking it to them and the idea is that that way we uh, pull forces away from the warehouse and that way it's like less guarded when we go in and assault it is there some uh, can, can could we recruit some people to help just cause trouble like not necessarily actually attack the other places but like you know, maybe throw a Molotov at them or something. At this, uh, Thalestra steeples her fingers together in thought. There are some who we could talk to. I know that many in Mythtown would want to see retribution for the injustices they have suffered at the hands of the McCarthys. Oh, well, I, I wouldn't want to include anyone who's a civilian in this. Yes, that may also be a bit of a dangerous idea. Remember, with the media coverage of the uh, everything that happened last night, I, I worry that public opinion again is turning against myths more so than it already was. Getting myths to go around, uh, you know, outside of Myth Town, causing mischief, maybe not the best idea. And at this, Thalester kind of just cocks her head a little bit. I thought that myths doing the right thing and stopping those who deserve to be punished would increase public opinion. Well, I don't think people are going to know that if we have them. Well, I don't think people are going to know they're doing the right thing if we ask them to just cause trouble for us. Yes, yes. unfortunately, it, it the... look just like a series of random attacks. Yes, they don't exactly have signs out front saying McCarthy front inquire inside as to bookings, as to gambling. Um, I have a technical question mm. out of character, because uh, I'm assuming Adam would already know this. Um, how are pacts broken? Um, pacts can be broken by one member of the agreement choosing to nullify it. So. Oh. Like, if hypothetically you were to have one member of the pact, like either the myth or the person uh, using the abilities in your custody, um, you could force them to annul the pact, which is what you actually... Like, part of the department's regulations for any pact user who comes into their custody is that their packs are immediately annulled. All right. Well, that, that kind of informs, I think, the direction that Adam would like to take with the assault on the warehouse, uh, which is... You know, rather than a full frontal assault, why not try and sneak in and free as many myths as possible, or at least find out where they're being kept? Because we know, 
or at least we, we have heavy, heavy assumptions that the pacts they've made are under duress. Yes. Though, for that, we'd either need to find some way to sneak in Tony, or to get the um, Zeronium dispersal devices that he was working on. Mm -hmm. Or right. that he theorized could be created, at least. Speaking with the dwarves, my main concern is neutralizing that um, that drug that they've been creating. If things do start to go very uh, pear-shaped, we don't want this stuff ending up in sewer drains or, God forbid, the Thames. Talking with the dwarves, they're not exactly sure about it, but apparently if it's magical in nature, they theorize simply dumping Zeronium into it should be able to neutralize the chemical, though it's an assumption. There's not exactly hard data to back this up. It sounds simple enough. Now, um, I know that our dream... I know that the uh, capture devices are made of Zeronium. Well, I'm wondering if we might be able to get some more powdered form. I don't remember a lot about chemistry from back when I was in form, uh, back, in, high, back in, uh, in my schooling days, but I do seem to remember that you speed up a reaction by increasing the surface area. Powder is our best bet for that. Well, um, I'm going to need to go retrieve some Zeronium for the dispersal mechanism, and if we aren't bringing myths from Myth, Myth Town, perhaps they could provide us with extra Zeronium for this uh, endeavor. That is certainly a better option. That is certainly an option. Hmm. And I'm sure the dwarves would be more than happy to lend a helping hand, though we should be careful not to mention what exactly we're doing, lest they decide to um, join us unofficially. Okay, so with that idea in mind, you guys are going to go to Myth Town and talk to the dwarves? Okay. So, okay. Um, maybe it would be a good idea. I like the idea of sneaking in, but maybe we have the second plan as a backup in case things go wrong. Well, you know, if uh, we get caught, we could have someone uh, phone in that this is a coordinated effort of some kind. I'd thought about that, but I'm not entirely sure what strength the department's at, especially our firearms units, considering. No, no, no. um. The Buttermaker plan. At a, at a character, essentially, when we get caught, we have a we have Buttermaker on speed dial. We send him a text that says, "Hey, phone in and tell them that that all the places are getting attacked, so that they while they're mobilizing to try to come stop us, they also get a phone call from Buttermaker saying, "Oh, they're also attacking all these other places." Mm, now that is mean. a very very good idea. I think we should do that before we even start the assault on the warehouse, whatever shape that may take. Cause That's the idea... what... Go ahead, Joey. Yeah, because I just think the idea is is that if we can stealth it, we do. Um, yes. Or, or we phone, like Yonda was saying, we phone them beforehand and we stealth in after we've made the phone call. Yes, I I think that m might be a better idea. The better but the problem, is, but the problem is if, if we try to stealth in after, they'll, they're going to be on their guard, right? Yes, if we decide, well, it depends on how much our uh, mutual friend here and uh, Blackmore will kind of like tap the Buttermaker's chair with his foot mm. is able to sell them on the idea that we are coming for Bear. After all, as far as the McCarthys are aware, we don't know the location of this warehouse. And yeah. as such, we would be completely unable to find it. Um, Buttermaker is pointedly looking away from you, uh, Harry, um, and it looks like he is tightening his mouth as much as he can to avoid saying anything. Um, I have a question. Tony takes out the orb 
<laughs> yeah, I was about to say, Tony Orbum. Give him the orb. Yeah, he notices a familiar light uh, coming to view, and he's just like, uh, he is squinching his eyes shut as much as possible. Quincy's going to gingerly walk over and poke him in the side hard enough that he has to open his eyes. Okay, so, um, yeah, you uh, see one pressure point that you think might work, and with a quick jab, he just (laughs) opens his eyes, and then suddenly he is staring vacantly into the orb once more. Hmm. Buttermaker, do you have something to say? Nothing that I want to. Technically, that's the truth. Mm. Well, then what is it you don't want to say? (laughs) Oh, so many things. So many things. Three hours later. Ah, fuck. Why did we ask that? (laughs) You gotta be more concise with your questions. (sighs) All right, fine. You're going to make this difficult. What exactly about our current plan did you not want to discuss in front of us? Um, okay. Uh, so... To answer, uh, to answer your first question, no, I'm trying to f- mentally find loopholes uh, in regards to telling you uh, what you asked me. And as for your second question, in regards to your plan, um, I wanted to tell, I wanted to make sure that you didn't know that uh, the McCarthys are aware of the fact that I am trustworthy in getting this information to them, and that they do trust my opinions. However. If you were to attempt this plan, I phone in, and they realize that I'm feeding them false information, they will realize that I've been compromised, and the plan will not work a second time. I think we're not really looking forward to doing this a second time. This is an all-or-nothing operation. (laughs) Regardless, you're going to be made, Buttermaker. Now, whether you accept that with some quiet dignity, or continue making yourself look small, well, that's your decision to make. Um, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's still staring, uh, into the orb. I really hope there isn't anything else you want to ask me. Well, I could <sighs> understand why you would be reluctant to give up, uh, yourself as an informant. After all, the McCarthy's are extremely dangerous, uh, group of criminals. Surely they'd want some retribution, but, well, don't you trust us? No. <laughs> well, he's got us there. <laughs> Uh, Tony will lean in. Do you trust that if you leave out critical pieces of information and and we survive, that it will be much worse for you than if the McCarthy's find you? I'm well aware. You work with the Lestra. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Uh, I think we uh, know... I think we know what to do. Uh, Okay, and uh, the Lestra, Tony, would you give me the orb, please? uh, Yeah, Tony will hand over the orb, because why not? And so she just uh, slowly leans down, looming over. I'm going to speak to you for a little while now. You're not going to like what I have to ask. All of you can proceed with whatever discussion you have. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to put my hand on Thalestra's shoulder. Now, Thalestra, I know your tendency is to be a little forceful, but let's not do anything that we'll regret, okay? She, she looks at you, Quincy, holds up the orb to herself, and she says, I regret nothing that I've ever done. <laughs> then at least leave him <laughs> alive, would you? And capable of speaking. We will need that for the plan, of course. I, I, like, I, I'm in love with you. Quincy is not okay with torture, which is, which is, seems like pretty close to what we're doing here. And like, Buttermaker's a bad person, but also, I, uh, I don't know how Quincy feels about leaving him in the room with her. Uh, well, well, Tony's thing was like, 
like you do realize that like that the end result uh, of of not helping us to the best of your ability is just going to screw you over more at this point. And like, uh, not even like at through on threat of violence. Just like think about what's going to happen to the city too. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and with that in mind, Thalester says, "I invite you to think on who you fear more: Finn McCarthy or me." And uh, Buttermaker just makes a bit of a whimpering sound in the back of his throat. Now, now, Thalestra, we can probably deal with this in due time. After all, if he does cooperate, maybe he's earned himself a lifetime in prison instead. After all, mercy can be far crueler than anything one can do with claw or teeth. Oh, yes, I am aware. Um... All right, well, it sounds like we've got a plan. Um, I guess the only thing that we really have to wait for is nightfall so that Sophie can also help us out. Yeah. Okay, so just to check out a character, are we doing the um, phone in immediately and then sneak plan? Or are we doing the phone in or have like a switch ready to flip if we get caught plan? I I think the... the... Sneaking makes sense to me. Yeah, I think the... um... I think the phoning first makes the most sense just because from the McCarthy's point of view, if we're the only people with myth powers and they catch us, like, and we say, Oh, well, there are other places are being raided depending on how they logistically view this operation. They might not think that those fronts are worth defending if they know they've got us dead to rights. That's fair. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, Tony also needs uh, six hours to complete this blueprint. Well, we've got until sundown. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and, and a trip uh, to Mithtown to gather supplies. Yes. If somebody could drive Tony, then he can do both at the same time. Well, we have a driver. It's been so long. All yeah. right. How's Irvine doing, by the way? He has a van. He's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. He's a bit of a wreck every time the blackouts take out the van, though. Um, yeah, he's basically, um, you've asked around, and every time that the blackouts have occurred, he sits behind the wheel of the van and it just turns the keys every so often. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Look, if Tony had more time, he would he would trick out that van to, to make it work during the, the blackouts. Yeah, magic engine. Magic engine. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, you guys are going to spend some time, Tony's going to work on the blueprints, and what are the rest of you going to do? All right. Well, the main thing that I wanted to do was hmm, wondering if it might be possible to stake out the the warehouse location beforehand. Though the problem with that being is that McCarthy gang probably knows all of our faces, so it's not like we could just easily do that, you know, incognitus. Hmm. Well, you Unless, are wait, for- Lavender. You can shapeshift. Yes. Mind doing some uh, advanced reconnaissance for us just to get an idea of potential entryways, anything like that. Certainly. Uh, uh, reconnaissance and undercover work was my specialty before I joined the Mythos unit. Excellent. Um, and yeah, what the hell is Blackmore going to do other than just <laughs> continue watching Buttermaker squirm? And uh, as yeah, as you guys are talking, behind you you hear, Now Buttermaker, what other childhood fears can you tell me about? I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I guess Quincy's gonna just go gear up, um, probably grab some, like, flash grenades or... <laughs> okay. 
So you guys are gonna work together and uh, just get a few things done in the meantime. Yeah, I can't oh. think of any. Is there are there any mitts we want to bring? Like it doesn't. I can't think of any. No, I think at this point it's basically uh, us, Thalestra, Sophie, and then whoever we can free that feels like they want to stick around and fight. Though, again, that could create more problems than it solves. Um, are there any myths that have stealth abilities? That, like in our in our myth. Um, there, uh, there is uh, the Swamp Lurker from last season that allows the person to basically not only create sort of like a muddy swamp around themselves, but also to swim sort of underground by creating a swamp bubble around themselves. Uh, there's also, um, I mean, I assuming you can could, could trust a pact from them, you could try and get, like, the Gasha Dokoro or something to, to make a pact with you. <laughs> Gasha Dokoro, just walk up to the building and, like, look at it menacingly. <laughs> also, um, you're pretty sure that um, Greedy has made a pact with the Gasha Dokoro. Yes, he was using bones when the uh, the smiley face killer showed up. Ah, I mm. forgot that. Yeah. Um, Franklin is gonna go down to the, um, um, the, the myth containment area. He's going to cool. see if he can't uh, befriend one of those Almirages. Because if anything from that night has shown him, he has very limited vertical mobility options. And he wishes right. to rectify that. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, as you guys work things out, uh, Franklin, you go down to the holding pen for the Almirages. And sure enough, uh, the both of them are hopping around. You know that one of them has a pact with Quincy, but the other one has not made a pact with anybody yet. All right, so I will, uh, well, Blackmore has done this song and dance with uh, animal myths before. Yes. And uh, he basically is just going to show up with some lettuce. Okay. So after tending to one of them for a little bit and feeding it out of your hand, it's absolutely adorable. It's basically a purple rabbit with a unicorn horn. Um, soon enough, uh, you get that familiar sensation of an animal reaching out to you, and you are able to finalize a pact with this Almirage. Excellent. You've gained long jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, lightning jump. I am going to test that just to make sure that I can do it without creating, like, a shit ton of noise. <laughs> okay. Um, so you head out uh, into the parking lot and just crouch low and feel electricity build up in your heels. And soon enough, your feet are visibly crackling with electricity. Then, with a moment of exertion, you leap upwards and there is a small boom as you basically soar through the air for about uh, 50 feet vertically before coming back down. Mm. All right. All right. Now, Blackmore is going to try a bit, but he's going to see, like, is there a way that he can do it without creating that uh, that lightning crack effectively? Um, hmm. I will say, do you have the skill concentration? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Um, yes, I do. Great, so roll me a concentration check in that case. Okay. Have you ever really, really had to sneeze? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so that's 13 plus 8, 21? Um, okay. I will say that this time it's a more muffled thump uh, and nowhere near the bright flash. And you do go upwards for maybe slightly under the distance by a little bit, but still, um, yeah, still a good amount. 
Okay. Um, mechanics question, just yeah. since uh, we're there. So the leaping ability is the, I'm assuming the points per rank increases the amount of distance it can travel, correct? Uh, absolutely, yes. Okay. Um, is there a, a rough estimate to the, the distance? Um, I will say that, let me take a look at the leaping power, and I will double check that for you right now. Thank so, you. So, no worries. Um, what is your strength score? Uh, one. Um, I'm... You mean your strength modifier? Oh, sorry, strength score. Yeah, 12, 12. Okay, so, um, all right. Okay, so I will say that if you were to raise it to its maximum rank at rank 7 for one point each, um, actually, yeah, um, I severely underestimated the amount you could jump by. Um, I will say that you chose, like, a low, basically you started it off with a lower rank just to be sure that you, you know, could do it and still control your descent and stuff like that. Right. But you haven't quite put full power on this yet. Okay. Can you jump to, like, the top of a skyscraper now? And you can control your descent. That's cool. And I'm guessing mm -hmm. you don't take fall damage. Yeah, no, one of the other powers is safe landing. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have, I have safe landing. Yes, Joey, right, we have the same powers. <laughs> well, wait, I, I, thought I, that I, oh, came... I guess we... I guess, yeah, I guess I technically do have that one, too, now. Yeah, the two. I, for, I, uh, I forgot it was like you didn't pick yet. Yeah, 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 the three abilities that this pack gives you include a lightning jump that allows you to leap, a lightning tackle where you leap forward for a physical tackle against somebody, and um, finally there is immunity to falling damage. Hmm, interesting. Okay, so yeah, uh, Blackmore is basically just going to spend some time getting used to the power, trying to yeah. figure out ways to do it so that it's not creating like you know giant lightning bolt noises in case he has to move really quickly. Yeah, you're figuring that in order to muffle the noise, it would require you to intensely concentrate every single time. Okay. But you also figure out that at maximum distance and stuff, your the normal distance that you can leap is increased to about, uh, like, it's multiplied by about 250 times. Fuck. So, like, you are able to clear the entirety of Scotland Yard at once. Jump man <laughs> over here. Uh-huh. Sorry, All that's right. 250 times the rank? Uh, so 250, 250 times whatever your normal jumping distance. Wow. So, like, if you can jump a foot and a half in the air, suddenly that goes up to uh, 375 feet. Uh, Chris, I'm sorry to say, but you have now given me a math problem to figure out the kinematics of Blackmore slamming into someone with a jump, the speed, with the ability to jump at like 350 feet vertically. Yeah, oh. hey, I did that a couple sessions ago with my super speed and a brick wall. It was great. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend. <laughs> you know that E Honda like headbutt spear? Imagine that, but going like close to Mach 1. Mm. <laughs> Uh, well, yes, but Franklin, you'll die! Ability. That's the point! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, with that in mind, um, what are the rest of you going to do during this time as you're getting ready? Alright, so Tony, while you continue work on your latest abomination, um, anybody else going to do anything? Uh, yes, so we have six hours until Tony's finished crafting, is that right? Yes, correct. Okay, so Adam is going to take that time to go and case the warehouse. Um, okay. It's, it's going to be really, uh, like, from a distance, he's not going to approach it. I'm, mm. I'm sure there are, like, cameras and people are watching and stuff, but he is going to use, like, multiple disguises, like, walk past mm. multiple sides of it with a different disguise each time, be yep. super cautious, just okay. get an idea of, like, 
there are windows on this wall. If you approach from this side, then then you won't be seen from this doorway, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay, sure. Um, all right, so you head down to the area where the warehouse is, like a you know a heavy sort of industrial area, not exactly anything urban or uh, you know commercial or anything like that. So looking around, you're surrounded like by a whole bunch of like buildings similar to this. Uh, you're very close to the Thames, by the way, and uh, yeah, just looking around, you can see you know, uh, heavy industrial trucks passing you by, and about a couple blocks away is the warehouse that was talked about. All right. Hmm. Okay. I guess first question, is it near any, like, major roads or any, like, kind of busy... It's, it's in an industrial area, right? Yeah, yeah. It is okay. busy for the sake of business, but aside from that, like, they've hit a good spot. It's busy enough that if they needed to move multiple products, then cars coming through, you know, it wouldn't be asked about, but also it's not so, so busy that, you know, a lot of people would notice anything that they brought. Okay, and that's good for us too, so we won't have to worry too much about, you know, causing a bit of a scene mm. uh, and endangering civilians. Right. Um, yeah, okay. I guess, uh, hmm. if there are near, like, other warehouses nearby, Adam's mm. gonna try and get on the roof of one of them and like look take a look at the like roof of this warehouse are there any obvious defenses like is there anyone up there like sitting in a chair with a shotgun or something are there any evil looking birds that have menacing auras i (laughs) will ask you um hmm first off uh the buildings that are around you are similar sorts of like uh warehouses some abandoned office buildings with like uh, broken windows and stuff like it's not the sort of thing with, like, a rooftop patio or, you know, a restaurant with a balcony where, you know, anybody could be hanging out and not draw attention. Yes. So you're guessing that you may have to risk any chance, you know, you may have to risk the possibility that somebody would see you in a place where you're not supposed to. I see. Right. So that it's no easy way to, like, disguise myself as a janitor. You know what? Construction worker. Absolutely. Okay. You see someone with a, a hard hat, a, a mm. vest, you just look past them. It's a universal yeah. truth. Oh, absolutely. Easiest way to break into a building, just dress as a construction worker. Or a delivery worker. Mm. Yes. Safety I, I realized that I've worked at a couple places where I'm like, if I just had a bunch of pizza boxes and walked in, I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, I got these pizzas. Can you let me in? Because I, I, I'm holding them. Someone would absolutely let me in. What's even better when you're in a, when you're at a place where there's just so much through traffic through a door that if you just hang outside for a couple seconds, someone will just let you in because they're assumed like, oh, you must not have a key. Yes. But yeah, that's that's what Adam's gonna go with. Excellent. Okay. So uh, quickly becoming a construction worker, you head inside one of the nearby buildings and. Through the windows, uh, you get a look at the warehouse um, that you're supposed to... Well, that's presumably the one that everybody's going to be going into. So feel free to make me a... um, I will say a perception check to visually scope out the building. Sure. All right. I have a couple ranks in this. Uh, Let's see. That's a 14 plus 11, 25. Okay. So you begin immediately picking up on a few things, like there is uh, basically a tall, like 20 foot tall uh, chain link fence with barbed wire at the top and a booth where 
you know, a security guy is, you know, the sort of whole gate uh, where, you know, drivers pull up, they explain their business, then they can be let through and stuff like that. Um, as for the interior, you don't see anything else. The warehouse itself is pretty tall, but presumably, like, looking at the windows, you can see a couple of vantage points where there could be, you know, guys on alert, you know, maybe uh, scoping out anybody nearby or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, as for other entry points, you don't see... Well, you do see that same fence going all the way around the perimeter, and you're guessing that people, like, the guards who are in the back have their eyes trained on the fence, basically, if there are any guards. I see. Like, you're expecting that security, if anything, is lowest in the front, because they're... You're guessing that maybe they're assuming that nobody would be stupid enough to try and, you know, uh sneak their way through the front. Jokes mm -hmm. on them. There's plenty mm. of stu people stupid enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fools! We're complete idiots! Fools! We're player characters. Alright. But yeah, that's the sort of sense that you get looking at this place. Okay, so it, it's guarded, but not that heavily guarded. Yeah. Aware of. Like, that we're aware of, yeah. It's, it's too bad that I can't see, like, magical auras or anything. Um... Mm. But, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. And are you going to do anything else while you're down there? Or is this enough information that you can work with for now? I think this is enough information for now. Uh, just the, the idea that, like, it doesn't look like there's a regular patrol. There don't sure, really sure. seem to be that many men on the premises. Mm, yeah. um, I think Adam is going to be here when McCready, or sorry, um, when uh, Buttermaker makes the call so that he can watch people leave and see how many people actually leave the building. Right. Interesting um, idea. So, so yeah, it might make sense to have one person be like the, the scout to be like, okay, go. Yeah. Mm. And or to tell us which side to go. Because, like, for example, if we're like, oh, what's all posted at the back? But then we find out that they have, like, a garage that's going to open in the back and everyone's going to come flying out the back and then they run right into us. Yeah. yeah. You want to actually go in the front. So it makes sense for Adam to be in like sniper position, essentially. Yeah, well, if, we're, Watch, if we're doing and then this, can say, go back, go front, etc. If we're doing this after dark, I can post up on like the roof of a nearby building and get a pretty good vantage point. I have night vision, so with a pair of binoculars, I should be able to see anything that's going on around. Okay, and so. jumping back, I think that there's only one person remaining, specifically our man Quincy. So. During this time, while um, Tony is putting the finishing touches on the orb, what are you going to be up to? Quincy's probably going to... Hmm. Well, he's making everybody food. But okay. While but while he's doing that, he's probably thinking about... Um, I mean, he doesn't need any more packs. He's probably good on packs. And, like, tactically, Quincy's not exactly the person to ask there. Um... Oh, one question. Uh, how about our man in black? Can we can we get him to show up, maybe? Well, at the moment, he is kind of in custody, being, uh, you know, looked over by one Mr. Jack Houston. Yeah, yeah but is, I'm actually going to... I'm, I'm going to have Quincy text Houston about mm. he's making food and be like, hey, what's your, like, what's your status, essentially? Um, you got a text back. Uh, basically, it reads, hey, mate, um, been... Uh, at work in Mythtown, trying to make sure everybody's okay. A lot of folks were hurt last night, haven't slept too good. Um, trying to figure things out. A lot of people 
uh, are looking to a lot of people are scared um can you are do you have essentially i'm gonna ask him does he have any tasks he's working on right now and can he help us out with this raid we're doing and he responds uh still trying to look for spring meadow aside from that um what do you need oh can you come and bring the kid and he's like you want me to pick up john no not that kid the, the Connor, the, yeah, Connor, the man in black. Oh, gotcha. Uh, be there soon. Okay, I text everybody and told them we have we have a Houston and a Superboy. We have we have a Houston. Houston, we have a Houston. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Maybe. Actually, I was about to say we could we could have Connor be there to help move Lavender. But I forgot Lavender could run at super speed. So. Yes. So yeah, that's fine. Um. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's Quincy's contribution. He's going to summon the troops. All right. So a bit of time goes by and you're continuing to make food for everybody. Um, but it's about maybe, um, 7 PM or so when you're normally supposed to finish up a shift that, um, you receive a phone call, Quincy. Okay. And you take a look at the number. Uh, yeah, it's your babysitter. Uh, okay. Uh, Hello? Quincy! Oh my gosh, Quincy! Quincy, you have to help, please! Oh my god, they, they, they just... Yeah, she sounds frantic. Uh-oh. Alright. Um, Quincy is... <laughs> Quincy hands his cooking utensils to the nearest detective, as if they would know what to do, pats them on the shoulder, and then as he's walking out to go to his car, mm. he is gonna continue the conversation. Okay, so the All right, detective... right please, calm down, calm down. Uh, there, there were these men, there were these men, they just, they just came in through the door, held a gun to my head and forced me on the ground. And then they, they took John, Quincy! They took John! Okay, Quincy is ma- maintaining his, his the, on the other side of the phone, Quincy is very quiet. It's very serene. What did they look like? I, I don't know, I don't know, they have masks on and I, I don't know what they look like, but they, they, I think they had an accent or something, I'm not sure! Okay, what kind of accent? Um, um, Irish, I don't know! What I thought. Um, alright, well, I'm gonna have someone come pick you up and bring you home. Just stay calm and stay there. Um, yeah, she is, at this point, she is nearly sobbing incoherently on the other side of the line. Yeah, so Quincy's gonna, I'm gonna roll diplomacy to try to calm her down. Okay. Uh, that is a 15. Okay, uh, she, like, she is trying to regain herself, but it is just, um, hiccups and, uh, panicked breathing. Yep, so I'm gonna get a, uh, uniformed officer to pick her up, take her home. Okay. Um, and I will go back to my place. I'm gonna text everybody, um, uh, the kid's been kidnapped. I need to investigate this. Um, feel like... Continue operation. Don't worry about me. You get a text back from Blackmore. If it's the McCarthy's, you know where he's going to be. Uh, I text back, yes. I just need to make sure. Keep us updated. <laughs> okay, and it's around this time that Lavender, um, you are still watching the place, and you see, like, this large van uh, come down the street, uh, pull up to the gate, uh, the driver speaks to the guy inside the booth for a bit, and then, uh, the van goes inside, and, uh, pulls, uh, up to the front where a garage door opens, then the van, uh, drives inside, and the door goes back down. Hmm. 
All and right. I will say that this is like a few minutes after you get the. Okay, then yeah, I, I'll respond to the group chat and say like, uh, eyes on a van. Uh, Quincy will quickly respond saying, which street did it come from? Which direction did it come from? Oh, yeah, I'll give him all the details I can. Okay, sure. does it does it seem like it was does it seem like it came from the direction of my house? Um, you put you take a look at uh, Google Maps and you have both the locations on hand. Um, yeah. honestly, it seems pretty plausible. Uh, okay. Uh, I ask what the I'm gonna put the uh, I'm gonna put it. Uh, I'm gonna gain. I'm gonna go check the CCTV footage for mm. the area. It essentially the check the camera is going from my place to to that place. Okay. Over the last period, and just to make sure. Um. Yeah. So you put in a request uh, with the folks at Scotland Yard to look into the tapes uh, during that period, and as you're heading home and you're almost there, you get a call back. Uh, yes, Inspector, we've taken a look at everything, and well, it does seem as though there was a disturbance in your area, and there was a van indeed that uh, went directly from your place to um, the location specified. Okay, um, I'll text back to the group. Uh, just confirmed, kids in the uh, warehouse. Uh, I'll be there. But okay. Be aware, civ one civilian. Um, I'm gonna phone back to Scotland Yard and make sure that uh, I can. I want to get like, like one car with like two uniformed officers in it, just mm. like, just like a couple blocks away that I can text to have them come swing by really quick, so I can throw John into the car, <laughs> and then have them peace out if I if I get the opportunity to. Okay. Because my um, main problem is going to be is if we ha if we get John, I I'm not going to want to carry him into the room where presumably there will be a myth user who will then mm. like shoot a big laser at us. Right. Basically, I want to be able to pick him up and throw him into a vehicle and have him go. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of yeah. here. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's that's a fair that's a fair idea. Yeah, so, so um, can, can Scotland Yard spare me like two uniforms? You know what? I'm gonna ask for Fitz and Pepper. <laughs> I'm gonna ask them. But why? And so um um we understand completely, officer. Would you uh care to speak to um uh, Inspectors Fitz and Pepper at the moment? Uh, sure. And so, um, hi, Quincy. How's it going, mate? So, uh, you two, I have a very important job for you. Uh, oh, what's that? Well, um, we're doing an operation tonight, and uh -huh. I just and I just wanted you two to be uh, kind of like our uh, our, our 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 special backup, essentially. I, I need someone oh. who will be able to respond quickly um, and drive by and uh, pass off a, a package which in this case will be a, a, a boy, which we're trying to rescue. Um, and I figure, you know, this will be a long operation, so you guys can just check the fridge under on the third uh, row. Uh, uh -huh. There's uh, two special uh, dinners I've made. Feel free to take them. My, wait, you mean homemade cooking from you? Yeah, yeah. You said you wanted my recipe uh, so for that for that for that dish. Oh, oh my God! Uh, the one with all the garlic in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, go ahead. You guys can take it. Um, and just say no more. I'll, and I'll suddenly, you... <laughs> uh, yeah, the phone hangs up. <laughs> all right, I text them the block I want them to be on, and I'll, I text them like if I say if I text you this, like come by. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. You receive a thumbs up emoji. Just like a selfie of him already eating the food. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, uh, the, 
The photo is a little blurry, but um, yeah, it, it looks to be the case. Okay. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com.